Hello and welcome to the Storm Your Way to Health podcast. I'm your host, Storm Davidson, an intuitive health coach passionate about helping girls learn how to be healthy, wealthy, happy, and full of self-love. My main aim is to help you live a life where you are truly happy and content within yourself. I believe that your health is the vehicle to that, because without your health, what do you really have? My approach to health is a rather holistic, intuitive one, where I focus on not only your physical health, but also your mindset, body image, personal relationships, spirituality, relationship with money, self-love and self-worth. Tune in each week and follow my socials to receive consistent tips, advice, truth bombs, reminders, quality interviews and anything else I think you need to hear to help you storm your way to better health, happiness and self-love. Hey podcast fam, welcome back to another episode and if you're new to the show then welcome. I hope you enjoy this episode and my podcast and check out any other episodes that you've not yet listened to. I'm very excited um, to give you this episode because it was such a gold, valuable um, interview that I did with the beautiful Hayley Connor who is also a qualified health and nutrition coach like myself and we go deep. We cover quite a lot of bases. We really just get to the nitty gritty, the core. Couldn't put it any more simple or easy for you to understand um, how to live a healthy lifestyle in a way that also really makes you happy. So avoiding the restriction, the depriving yourself, none of that shit around here. So you're going to love it. I hope you get heaps out of it. Um, Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Super excited for today's episode. I have the beautiful Haley Connor on, who is a holistic health coach similar to me, and we're going to be diving in deep into living your healthiest lifestyle in a way that also makes you happy and doesn't miss out that piece and figuring out how to, how to do it in a way that is balanced and, you know, really actually makes you happy and is enjoyable for you. So welcome, Haley. Thanks for having me on. I'm very excited to be here. No worries at all. I'm excited to get into things and give the girls some listening some value. So I would love if you could introduce yourself. Just give us a rundown on who you are and what you do. Okay, so my name's Hayley. Um, I'm 29. I live in Grafton in New South Wales. Um, I am a health and nutrition coach, but at the moment not actually coaching. Um, but I have done that qualification. I have my Instagram profile, which I use to spread the message of balance rather than restriction for health. Um, and just basically trying to encourage people to find what makes them happy, um, in regards to healthy. So not following along diet trends or anything like that, but just finding what genuinely makes them feel good and makes them happy. Yeah. Awesome. Amazing. And I'd love to know what got you here. Like how, what's your journey looks like? You know, when did you start getting into health and just a bit of the rundown? I just, I love learning about this and I find it so fascinating (laughs) to see, you know, how things change and, you know, what's happened up until now. Well, it's a long journey. So how long do you have? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the short version. Um, So basically my health and fitness journey started like six years ago now, I think it was. Um, And I just started off joining a gym um, and working out because one of my friends joined a gym and I could see her losing weight and I thought it was cool. Um, So I joined the same gym as her and then I quickly signed up to a weight loss challenge. Um, And that sort of got me in that cycle of trying to lose weight and then the challenge would end and then I'd go back to my regular way of eating and put all the weight back on and just that vicious cycle of 
diet restrict repeat kind of thing um so that was six years ago and then I found um, macro and calorie tracking which I did for about two years and I thought that was great for me at the time I lost a, a load of weight and I was able to keep it off um but then I can't actually rem- remember what the exact switching point was mm-hmm. for me, but it got to a point where I was like, I can't live my life like this forever. I can't go out for breakfast with my friends and have a panic attack because mm-hmm. I can't weigh my food or anything like that. So it got to a point where I was like, that's it. I can't be tracking everything I eat. This isn't for me. And I know it's a beneficial tool for some people, but for me, it wasn't right. So I, I went cold turkey. I deleted the tracking apps and I just was like, that's it. I'm going to eat in a way that makes me feel good and makes me happy no matter what that looks like um, and I'm not going to give in to the rules of society so it has been a long journey and that didn't happen overnight um, but now I'm at a place where I just give in to my cravings I eat what I want I am lucky in the way that I have tracked my food so I'm aware mm-hmm. of the nutritional value of different foods but um, yeah I just like to eat in a way that makes me feel good and makes me happy and whether that's chocolate or a bowl of broccoli Mm. um whatever it is that makes me happy and feel good at that time yeah I love that and it's now about just actually listening to yourself versus exactly and also Mm. in the way of exercise too I should probably touch on that is Mm. that I used to train to not punish myself but I was working off the food that I ate or I Mm. thought I was anyway um whereas now I just move because it makes me feel good it's good for my mental health I love starting my day with exercise and if I don't I can notice a difference in my mental state and energy levels throughout the day so it's just super important for me to move my body to feel good yeah I love that um I'm the exact same literally with my journey as well um (laughs) I'd love to know when it comes to actually looking at your diet and well, yeah, your diet to start with, like, how has that changed, like, in terms of the food that you're eating and how you're eating from, so six years ago, when you were not into it at all, how did it change the three stages? Well, yeah, like, the three stages there. So, like, before, during, and after? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so before I was even into health, I had no knowledge at all of nutrition. Um, I was quite lazy. I would barely exercise, um, and I would enjoy eating an entire block of chocolate while I was watching TV. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that if that's something you really want to do, but it it never made me feel good. And mm. I think at that time, I didn't realize how bad I felt until yeah. I got into health yeah. and fitness. And I think that's for a lot of people you as well. don't realize They're how always good. tired yeah. or they're always yeah. bloated or they're never feeling good. Mm. And once they start to make those changes, they realize mm. how terrible they were feeling before. So yeah. that was sort of where I was at beforehand. I just had no knowledge of nutrition and I would eat whatever without a second thought. Um, and then getting into health and nutrition and dieting, I learned a lot about macronutrients um, and tracking them of course I learned a lot that way Um, and I was quite restrictive but I don't don't really know how to explain it I wasn't it wasn't that I wasn't eating enough but it was that I was so such a perfectionist when it came to those kinds of things I was just had tunnel vision and that was all I was doing so Mm. if I was to stray from any of that it didn't end well for me mentally Um, and then now um yeah, like I said before, I'm just really relaxed with what I eat. If I'm craving something, I'll have it. I know what foods don't make me feel good, but at the same time, if I'm really craving something that's not going to make me feel great, I might have a little bit or I'll yeah. have it and enjoy it and just move on. Yeah, I love that. And so you've gone from um, not caring to putting foods in like a, you know, I can have that or I can't have that basket to now just being yeah. like, it's it's like you're allowing yourself to have anything. So then you can yeah. 
when you take away that, you know, I can and I can't and that restriction, you then can, you have the ability to make better choices, right? Because if you, if you, that's what people will say to me, like, how do you not just eat an entire block of chocolate or a whole tub of ice cream? And it's kind of like when I was restricting, I would do that Mm -hmm. because it was like, I've told myself for so long, I can't have this. Now that I, now that I'm allowing myself to have it, I'm just eating as much as I can get because I think I'm never going to get it again. Whereas now when there's no rules or restrictions, I can just have a little bit now because Mm -hmm. I know I can have a little bit again tomorrow and it's not a problem. There's yeah. no like, um, it's, it's like anything, but if you think that it's, you're going to be cut off from it, you're like, well, I want to, I want to gorge. I want to have my last supper. I want to go hard so that then I'm fine and I can hibernate or, you know, whatever it is later. <laughs> but if, if you stop putting that end date of like, you know, if I, I, I can never have it again sort of thing, then you don't feel the need to binge. And that's how your brain works too. Like one thing that I think was so important f- for me with learning was like actually understanding that I'm not broken. It's, you know, anytime that I I binged when I was like you in that phase, I would just feel so bad about myself. And like, I was such a weak human. I just like, I should have been stronger and more disciplined, but your brain is designed to binge if it has been deprived of what it wants for so long. And it's only natural yeah. that you want chocolate sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And when you're thinking about a certain food for so long and telling yourself you can't have it and you're craving it and craving mm. it, when you give in rather than just eating one serve or the small yeah. amount that you probably would have had when you first started craving it, of yeah. course you're going to eat more because mm. you've thought about it so long and you think you're never going to have it again. Mm. And your brain stop work. Like, it almost like stops working. Like it doesn't matter what you're thinking. You're just going and going. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think you just have to work it backwards. And like, I know that there are some girls who follow me and, you know, who listen, who are in that place that they might not see that they're in that place because I know I didn't see that at the time but I think it's so important to really like almost like redefine how you see healthy eating and taking away those labels of good and bad and can and can't have it and and know that if you do that and just allow yourself and trust it's about trust within yourself I think as well and that only comes from practice. Like you don't just start with trust. It just comes. Exactly. It's something you learn over time. Mm. And I do have girls say to me sometimes, um, like, is this healthy? I've seen you eating mm. this. Is this healthy? And it's like, well, what does healthy mean to you? Yeah, Because exactly. it means something different to everyone and yeah. something that someone labels as unhealthy. It might be what gets you through the day. So yeah. it depends what healthy is to you. Yeah, for sure. And um, I think it's, it's understanding that food can be – there's two different ways that, like that I've learned to see it in that food is either like nutritious or not nutritious, like just based on the science of it, the facts, whatever. But it's not then healthy to only eat nutritious foods. I know with with my journey, that's what I thought, and that's where so many girls trip up and like it's not maintainable because you're not a machine, a robot. You can't program yourself to only eat nutritious foods. So I think it's about just doing it for the most part, and it's a cliche, eighty twenty, but it's. It's what exactly. works. It's what and makes you happy. And that unnutritious food, that 20%, like that's what makes you happy. That's mm. what like social events, spending time with friends, enjoying yeah. food, yeah. like going out for a meal. That's what makes life happy. You yeah. need those things. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I think like I don't see it. I think some girls, and I know for myself, I avoided and I didn't want to be healthy, you know, when I first started because I thought it was boring and tasteless and whatever. But you come – it's not that nutritious foods is like that. Like there is, I love eating healthy. You know, I do it because I've learned that I love it, but it's more, I think the the happiness part of the not so nutritious food comes in when it comes to the socializing and the not being hard on yourself, that sort of thing. And that's where the happiness is underlying. Not that it necessarily tastes better because there's consequences, you know, you, you do sometimes feel like shit after, but 
it's the just yeah it's the not wanting to miss out and it's like I, I find I found that I used to isolate myself from people because no sorry I can't eat that or I can't do that or you know I have to bring my own foods and it's just really lonely it's a lonely place sometimes yeah it definitely is and you don't even really realize that the time that you're doing you just think you're doing this great thing for your body and you're going to have this amazing outcome but when you come out the other side of it you realize all of these opportunities or Mm. events that you missed out on because you were just in such a horrible place that you had to stay home and eat your healthy food or um yeah it's just not a good place to be and then once you come out the other side you do realize for sure like I went a year and I prided myself on this I went over a year without eating bread None, nothing. Wow. Did not put a morsel of bread in my mouth, and I was like, I just, I just went, I don't need bread anymore. Not at all. Not at, like not a single bit. And I was so proud of myself at the and like at that time. And then I reached a point where I was like, what is the point? Like, why am I doing this? What this is not making me happy. I'm seeing people eating bread, and I'm like, that looks yum. But no, I can't eat bread. Like for fucking what? For a, I don't know. I just think you need to evaluate. I think anytime that you're making any decision when you're trying to get your health on track and make better choices is like, does this make me happy? And what's the real point? Yeah. That's so important to Mm. me too, is what's the point? Because I'll have people ask me as well, like, how do you get a toned stomach? And I'm like, why is this important to you? Mm. Like actually think about why this is something that you want, Mm. because yeah, I think some people are missing the point of health sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And it's like, um, you, I know with me, I did it and you don't see it at the time, which is why I love talking about it to help hopefully girls see, but like often you bite. So a lot of, you know, your motivation for wanting to be healthier comes from a place of wanting to maybe have your dream body wanting to feel better within yourself. So you think, okay, I need to, you know, eat these foods, not eat those foods, train, exercise this much, blah, blah, blah. But you end up then, can end up, I know I did, and by sense of it, you did, you end up, like, sacrificing, making choices that, you know, you don't really want to do, but you feel like you have to, and you, in the process, make yourself unhappy, so then when you reach your goal, reach that point of, like, I'm living the healthy lifestyle, I've got my dream body, whatever, you're not freaking happy, because... That's the thing too like what you have this dream body in your in your mind or this ideal of what you want to look like or what you want to weigh or whatever but when you get to that mm. you're still not going to be happy yeah. I always had a goal weight in my mind and when I got to that I still What's wanted next? to lose more or yeah. I wasn't happy with the way I look and I look back at the pictures of myself from that time mm. and I look sick like I, yeah. I wasn't happy I don't look healthy mm-hmm. but that in my mind that's all I wanted to be yeah yeah exactly and it's I did, it's it's the lens that you look at yourself with. If you come from a place of looking for things that are wrong and not good enough, it doesn't matter what you look like, you will find something. Yeah. And I was the exact same. I look back at photos and think I had my dream body, but I it, I didn't see that. I had yeah at that time. you yeah. still wanted to be better. Like yeah. body, body dysmorphia is a real thing. Is that is common. Thing. I think to a certain extent, I think everyone experiences it. Like, you don't see yourself the way that you truly are if you're just so dead set on hating yourself. For sure. Um, So with... I just want to chat that quickly about the nutritional um, side of things because I know and I speak to a lot of girls and when I first start working with girls, like, what comes up is that they, they can feel really disempowered from not knowing how to eat healthy, like, not knowing what nutritious food is versus isn't, like... 
no one really teaches this, you know, at school or anything like that. There's just not enough education unless you go out and do it. So I'd love to know from your experience, like, what would you recommend um, and how did you personally, I know you said you got into macros and that sort of thing, and that's what taught you your knowledge. Obviously, you and I also have qualifications where we're taught it, but from, you know, getting into it to start, like, where do you say to start learning and actually educating yourself? I, for me personally, I obviously had learned a lot throughout my journey, but when it got to the point that I wanted to be able to share more with people and learn more for myself is when I decided to study as a health coach because mm-hmm. I wanted to know that what I, the information I was giving out or even just for myself was backed and was correct. There's a lot of stuff online. I wouldn't recommend yeah. learning from like influencers or whatever, but I would recommend watching YouTube videos. There's loads of qualified people who put information out online um, and if you are following influencers, make sure that they do have a qualification for the information that they're giving out. Um, but there's so much online. There's so many tools that you can use and places you can go to find information. Yeah, and I think it's um, you can almost overcomplicate it, but even just devouring podcasts because there's yeah. a lot of people oh, podcasts a lot of information yeah. in podcasts that was my probably first sort of like where I started learning was like just listening to people like Georgie Stevenson who and who always had guests on like while she isn't necessarily a nutrition coach like but I loved her and she always had people who were and just like actually listening to dietitians nutritionists that sort of thing who put this sort of stuff out here and I think it's a matter of not falling down that trap of like oh I don't know what to do so then you just yeah. do nothing. Like, don't disempower yourself telling yourself. Yeah, don't give up. There's yeah. always opportunities to learn. And mm. it's just about believing in yourself and knowing that the tools are there if you want to use them. Like, yeah. and you can't say yeah. there's no information there because the there internet is. is a huge place. There's so much yeah. information out there, but you just have to be willing to go and look for it. And, like, get hungry for it. One of the, I think, the most important parts of, you know, me being where I am today with my health is that I became so into every day or, I mean, for the most part, just, like, personal development like listening to podcasts reading books actually intentionally following people who put this sort of content out there like you need to just get a little bit passionate for learning and actually growing because that's like you don't need qualifications for absolutely everything a lot of the stuff like I've learned has just come from research really yeah, um, yeah there's so much stuff out there and yeah. so many places you can learn from. for sure but like you said you do kind of need to you know not just take everything on as factual you need to be able to differentiate um and yeah do your own sort of research but um I'd love to know like what do you think is probably the most like common mistake that you see girls who are trying to get their health on track making cutting out entire food groups because Mm -hmm. they think that they're bad for them for sure yeah okay and what would you say is like it's so hard when you're in that mindset, right? Because I don't want to discredit that. It's really difficult to see any other way of doing things. So, like, how do you think you get out of that? That's a really good question because mm. I know, like you said, I've been there as well. And when you're in it, people can tell you that you're wrong, but yeah. you don't want to hear it. Yeah. You think that you are on this right path. Um, I just think it's so important to remember that every food group should be enjoyed in moderation. So there's no reason to cut everything out. And if you eat something and it makes you feel good, if you have energy, if you don't feel lethargic, that food is good for you. Mm -hmm. And maybe if someone else can't eat bread, there might be a reason for that. But if you eat bread and it makes you feel good, you should be able to eat bread. Like it's just so important to 
try things for yourself rather than just seeing online oh so and so is not eating rice this week I won't eat rice like just eat what feels good for you and try try different things and it might mean you you eat a certain way for a week and you're like wow I really don't feel good this week you you might have to go through those different stages of not Mm -hmm. feeling so good but at the at the end of it you will know exactly what makes you feel good you will know exactly what to eat to have energy to be able to exercise and train well I just think it is a bit of an experiment, but yeah. rather than cutting out foods that you love, it's so much, such a better way to do things. Yeah, and I think that is a good note that you do have to experiment. Like, it's called bio-individuality, that every single person is individual with what actually does work best for their bodies and that, that sort of thing. And, um, you know, keeping some sort of, like, tracker of, like, actually writing out you know, because it, it's important to actually, I think your body does give you signals and like it tells you things and lets you know what's working and what's not, but most people tend to just ignore it. So even if you start writing down like, hey, I'm really bloated this week, what have I been eating? Or if you just start writing down when you're in this experimental phase of writing down what you're trying, that sort of thing, so that then you don't have to just think about it. You can refer to it and be like, okay, I'm... You can relate back to yeah. how you were feeling on that day and what yeah. you were eating, Like, I'm so sluggish yeah, this week. Yeah, and it's important too because a lot of people are like, cool, I'm starting my health journey tomorrow. Like, I'm going to feel great mm. and be eating all these healthy foods. I just think it's more important to, when you're starting off on your health journey, just start implementing small things. And like we mm. said before, experiment with eating whatever it is that you want and see what makes you feel good and what doesn't but just know that it's a slow process like Mm. it's not just I'm starting tomorrow and I'm gonna feel great yeah and it's about um I think it's about like um I I had a thought that I literally mid-sentence and it just goes (laughs) like I already started saying it and then it just disappeared that's ridiculous um what did you just say it was a good one And you feel like a dickhead because you're like, I'm, I don't even know what I was going to say. That's so annoying. Um, uh, nah, it's gone. That's really annoying. Anyways, what I also wanted to, to, to like chat about and go into is that the way that I, that I personally see it and have learned is that your health journey and getting into it and figuring out how to do it you know, in a way that makes you happy, with the happiness piece, front and center, it comes down to self-love. Like, big time. Massive. It definitely does. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it stems back from it because um, you can do anything from... I think I believe any action that you take either comes from a place of love or a place of fear. So, you know, for you and I both, our journeys when we got started, it was, you know, the fear of of not being enough in your body, like the, that it's you're too overweight or, you know, not, not you know attractive enough, that sort of thing, um, exercising out of fear of putting on weight and not burning off the food that sort of thing like and there's consequences to that if you're in that mindset you sacrifice your happiness and you don't I don't believe that you end up reaching that point of being like tick I'm done I'm happy with myself now I think the only way to get to that place and being content and truly living your healthiest life is to make the choices that you make from a place of love yeah I I definitely agree with that 100 percent yeah um and so with you like have you come a long ways with your you know I'm I I know I can see that you have but like (laughs) have you come a long ways with your self-love um since that point of first getting started yeah so I was always doing it to look a certain way Mm. um and I got to a point where I was sort of like why do I want to look like that like I have a partner who loves me for me not for the way I look um and the people around me love me for who I am they don't love me for the way I look so if 
I don't look like this. Nothing else is going to change except the way I look. Mm. And like my clothes, I can buy new ones if they don't fit me anymore. Like I don't have to keep wearing those same tiny clothes. I can buy new ones in the next size up. It doesn't matter. Mm. And it, I obviously had to do a lot of work to feel better. It's not just something where you wake up one day and you're like, cool, I'm happy with gaining five kilos and having to buy all new clothes to fit me better. But it was sort of just this realization that I'm still the same person inside. I don't have to look a certain way to be who I am. And everyone else around me loves me for who I am. And if anyone disappears when I don't look the same way anymore, they weren't a real friend to start with. And I, I did a lot of work on what I'm grateful for and what I have around me that makes me who I am. Um, so daily journaling and stuff like that was something that was really important to me. And yeah, I don't really know. It's kind of hard to answer because I don't think anyone is a hundred percent ever happy with who they are. Every, it's everyone's still working on that every single day. But for me, it was just coming to the realization that I'm the same person, no matter how I look on the outside. And as long as I feel good and, I'm happy that's all that matters yeah and you know it's not about the exterior that actually determines your happiness it's it's the mindset that you come and how you health even yeah yeah you can look a certain way on the outside and you can be seriously unhealthy inside I thought that yeah that was probably one of the biggest things I realized when I first started learning about it was that I used to think that skinny meant healthy and that that fat you know in my head fat meant unhealthy like just being bigger and that's just it's it's like your body every single human is different that's just genetics like it's it's got nothing to do as women as well we actually Mm. need to have fat on our body for our hormones and reproductive system yeah we need that fat there yeah exactly and i mean it's hard in the it's it's how it's this is wow (laughs) it's our society and you know it's um how we grow up and the ideals that we have projected onto us of and it's it's no wonder that we do get caught up and that we do want to look a certain way but it's it's actually I think the onus is on all of us and the responsibility to deal with it and not just accept that you know society is like this and that we see all these um, perfect images of what we should look like you know we're all the same in that that's how the world that we live in but you and I for example we've we've done work on that it's not enough to just take it at face value and be like oh, that's just the way it is. Of course, I'm going to care about my body. Like, no, deal with it. Like, actually look at that and change your beliefs. You don't have put to. Put in the work because you yeah. can feel so much better if you put in the work. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah. and don't just work on changing the physical. Like, the biggest, I think, if we're talking about actually getting happier and being more content within yourself, you need to do the mindset work and the physical yeah. will only take you so far. The nutrition and the exercise, that's great. Take care of your body, but you cannot forget the mindset and the self-love component. Um, and so I really do want to talk about like actually like giving the girls listening some things to do and, and ways to do that. Because I know for me, when I first started hearing all this, I was like, what does inner work mean? What is, <laughs> what does that mean? Like, tell me what that means. I don't freaking know what that means. Um, so you said, I know you touched on journaling, right? And I love journaling. I've, I'm very into journaling, but I know like my audience only a very small percentage of them journal because most of them don't know what it like why should I do that sort of thing 
Yeah. So journaling, I think, can be super overwhelming when you're first starting yeah. out. But the thing is, there's no right or wrong. And like, this is your book, notepad, whatever it is, even if it's notes in your phone, it's yours. You don't have to hand it over to someone when mm. you're finished. No one else is ever going to read it. It's literally just a place for you to put down your thoughts and feelings. You can write whatever you want in there and there's no right or wrong way to do it. But I think for me personally, the things that I love to journal, and it's super simple for me. So I know some people will go in there and they'll write a full story. They'll just say everything that happened in their day, like an actual diary entry. For me, it's just dot points. It takes me five minutes in the morning I do it as soon as I wake up Mm -hmm. but I do three things I'm grateful for five goals that I have whether they're big or small something that I want to achieve this week or in the year just five goals and then also five things that I love about myself Mm -hmm. and I think that that is the one that is super important to me because rather than I'm having a goal of being like I want to lose three kilos this week I'm then saying I love my legs I love that I can move my body I love that I can do 10 push-ups like I'm saying things not that it's really about me but things that I love about myself rather than focusing on the bad and then that way after I've done that journaling when I get up and I look in the mirror I'm not seeing like oh I don't really love that little bit of extra fat on my hip I'm like cool there's the legs I just wrote that I love in my journal yeah I love that so much and that helps with just creating a mindset that you, you practice being in that positive uh, mindset. You you practice like learning how to see yourself well and in a kind light and then it gets easier and then it becomes more natural. Like if, whatever you practice is what you're good at. If you've been practicing hating yourself and doubting yourself and criticizing this body of yours, of course you're going to find it easy. But so if you want the opposite of that, you have to practice it. And like you just said, journaling it just it just builds that muscle, I suppose. Um, and it's hard, you know. I know that when you first start being like, "What do you love about yourself?" Like, often you're like, "Nothing." I don't like that's. It's really difficult. But the more that you try and practice it, it gets easier to see. And I think to the just get perspective by, you know, looking at yourself in the way that you would your best friend, just the way that you see her or, you know, your sister or just your mom or someone that you love and that you you love unconditionally, how do you see them? Like, you can see their body. Maybe they do – maybe they're a similar size to you. Maybe they're even bigger than you. Maybe they're smaller than you. Like, whatever it might be, the way that you see their body, you know that it's just a body. You know that that she's beautiful. You know that – her body, it, it's its not a part of her beauty so much. It's its about who she actually is. And that same perspective that yeah. you can have, apply, apply it to yourself because that will change your happiness probably the most drastically, I believe. And that changes your self-talk. Like the way in which you talk to yourself, it needs to improve. Like focus on that. Like that's probably one of the most like important things that I changed for myself was like I, I stopped bullying myself. I think as well, like you said, if you look at someone who's important to you, like I would never look at my mum and be like, oh, my mum has great legs, great arms, whatever. I'd look at my mum and be like, she's so kind hearted. Mm. She would do anything for anyone. Like it's nothing about her physical appearance. So why when we're focusing on Mm. ourselves, are we so fixated on what we look like on the outside? When Mm. if we were talking about someone else, we would solely focus on what it who they are as a person and what it is inside that we love about them yeah and it's it's you know you can provide yourself with proof of finding someone who clearly has imperfections maybe they have cellulite maybe they don't have the thinnest legs like whatever but you still love them and you still see them being loved because your weight your body your appearance has nothing to do with how lovable you are 
And that's what it comes down to, right? Like anytime that you're really unhappy with yourself, your body and wanting to change that and work on that, it's because you feel and you fear that you aren't enough and that if you're not good enough, that you're not going to be loved. You're not going to, you know, be good, have that and be good enough in life. But find proof outside of you of how that's bullshit and that, you know, it's not about the exterior. Um, Yeah, so I would definitely recommend to the girls listening to get into journaling if they don't already. So, you you know, you can do um, Haley's what she does of a morning. Um, Even one way that I know helped with me is just brain dumping. So journaling in a way that, like, if you find yourself of a morning, um, maybe just really doubting yourself and you're beating yourself up a little bit or you just got stuff on your mind, just get it on paper, anything, like, almost like a story, I suppose, just getting it all out because that releases it versus thinking about it and marinating it and venting it and whatever just release that emotion um and as well like a couple questions like we've kind of been talking about journal on a question of like um you know why do I want to look how I currently want to look like why do I want this dream body of mine um why is that important to me what would happen if you know I didn't get that um you know like how can I love myself more like just asking those sorts of questions and if you don't have any questions and if you don't know what to ask yourself, go looking. There is that many resources online. Go on Pinterest, put in journal prompts for self-love. Um, reach out to me. Like, you can always ask me for journal questions. Like, go on Google. Like, there's stuff out there. It's up to you, like we just said, to go looking for it. Um, yeah, definitely Googling for journal prompts is so, so helpful. Mm. Like you said, Pinterest, there's so many things out there, but a question is a good place to start too if yeah. you don't know where to start for journaling because it is really important. I think when it seems like someone else is asking you the question, it's yeah. more likely for the information to come yeah. out. So if you go looking for a question somewhere else and you write that down and then you answer it, all of these things will come up for you that you maybe didn't even realise were there. Yeah, it's, it's, how, like, it's how your brain works. If you ask it a question... It will find, it will go looking for an answer, even if, and I mean, <laughs> journaling, one of the biggest things I've learned is often you just realize stuff, things come up that you just didn't see coming. Like, it's not you trying to find the answer. It's that part in the back of your brain that's like bringing forward the answers. And, you know, I had a journaling session yesterday, right? So I, my journaling has gotten, it's changed. I think be beware of that, that your practice can change and don't get too stuck in like, I have to do it this way. If you don't, if you're dreading journaling, if you don't want to leave into it, try something else. Like you don't need to do a certain way. Anyway, so yesterday I journaled. Um, I spent, I woke up in the morning and I went and trained and I just came home and I was feeling really flat. I was just a bit low, um, thinking like some sort of negative thoughts towards myself because you know self love, whatever. It's an ongoing thing, like you said. It's not like a reaching that point of being like I'm done. Um, and it was that to me was the indicator to be like you need to go and journal, like. I'd already sort of done some journaling, but I was just feeling really low within myself. And so that, yeah, like we said before, like your body and your brain, they give you signs of like, hey, this is wrong. Hey, go and work on this. You know, like it's not like anything's wrong with you. It's just an indicator. So feeling flat was the indicator that I was having some minor self-love, self-worth sort of hiccups. So I went and journaled on it, on how I was feeling. I asked myself the question of how am I feeling right now? And... It was that I was feeling a bit of judgment from other people. I was feeling like I didn't belong in a certain place and like I wasn't being, you know, accepted and like I was trying to force my way in. And that was, it ended up not being about that. Because once I asked myself that question and I was like, why, why is this coming up sort of thing? Why is this a problem? 
And then the real shit came out, which was stuff with my parents and from my childhood and that sort of thing. And I went for two hours. I journaled for two hours because stuff just kept coming up and it was emotional and it was like, you just realize things. So often, you like, I think it's so, it's such a good tool to just use when you're trying to work through your emotions instead of distracting yourself. When you're trying to work through anything, I think, because yeah. once you get it out on paper it's and you done. can see it there in front of you, you... You do. You realize things that you didn't know yeah. were in there. It gives it you perspective. Yeah, it gives you perspective. Like yeah. when you're just thinking them, you're too close. Versus when it's out, you can like kind of like, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't really care so much about that or whatever. So, yeah, I definitely would recommend getting into that. Um, I just want to touch on now, kind of happiness itself. In that, I think one one question that a lot of girls can ask is like, how do I be more content in my life, and how do I be happier and I know with me I actually I almost forget about it but I spent a little bit of time where I was like honestly researching and like just trying to figure out what would make me happy like how do I be happier so what do you kind of have to say about that and like the quest for happiness um in life not just yourself a big thing for me yeah a big thing for me um with being content not so much happy but content with who I am and what I have actually comes back to the journaling and the, mm. the three things I'm grateful for every day yeah. because I know there's a lot of comparison online and everything like that and you're seeing things that people have or places people are going and you're always wanting more and more and more so waking up every day and writing down three things I'm grateful for I always start with my husband so really I only have two more things to write down <laughs> each day but things like my home like I would look at people's beautiful Pinterest goals houses and be like wow that's what I want mm. but at the end of the day I have a roof over my head like and my house is beautiful so waking up every day and writing down that I'm grateful for my home I'm happy here I don't want more because I have a home mm. and then things like the fact that I can get up and move my body there's people out there that can't move their body whether it's disability or injury or whatever like I'm grateful that I can do that so I think starting my day off with those three things that I'm grateful for is kind of like a positive mindset to start the day a reminder that you do have good in your life um and that you don't need more like yeah. of course it's always great to want to grow and reach goals and work towards something but the fact that you already have enough and you already are enough yeah. really helps with getting to that place of content yeah and it's just about the perspective of you can always have more yeah. and life could always be better you, you know in some yeah, way you're always disadvantaged <laughs> but if you start looking for good things you'll find them and um as well yeah, like if you're not being grateful for what you yeah have. and if you're not happy with what's here now what's to say you'll be happy with ticking that thing off and getting that goal like I guarantee you that once upon a time you wish that you were where you are right now so if you can't find gratitude you never will like you won't reach that that point of being content so I 100% agree and I'm glad you said that because that was on my mind that like practicing gratitude would have to be the most from my experience the most um important and useful like way to just be a little bit more of a happier human and I think with happiness too like it's not a constant state of being you can't fool yourself into that no no you can't (laughs) yeah and you can't expect yourself to yeah it's just that once you like practicing gratitude practicing finding that place of happiness makes it come easier and it becomes your um go-to emotion I suppose when you practice it more it's easier to find and being in that sort of happy state. Um, but, it, yeah, you're coming in and out of it because that's just freaking life. You can't, can't be any other way. I think another another thing, being happy as well, that's really important to me is 
actually pinpointing what it is that makes you happy Mm. what you're doing where you are when you feel your happiest so yeah I mean I always knew that I loved the beach but it was probably only in the last 18 months where I was like that moment where I dive under a wave like Mm. that is nothing compares to that for me if I'm stressed or anything's going on in my life if I jump into the ocean I feel happy like everything just is lifted and I feel incredible so it was for me then making an effort once a week or whatever to get to the beach and go for that swim because I just knew how happy it would make me yeah so I think it's just really important to pinpoint where you are and what you're doing when you're your happiest and then making an effort to make that happen more often yeah I love that actually go out like when was the last time you thought about hey you know what actually makes you happy what makes me happy what yeah. do I enjoy doing like write a list literally sit down what am I doing when I'm feeling good and then incorporate it like make yourself do those things not as a chore but just as a, you know what I want to be happier so you know exactly. and then and even on the flip side of that too what what makes me unhappy because yeah. if you write a list of things that are making you unhappy I can guarantee if it's a list of 20 things you can probably cull 10 of those mm. from your life right now yeah and get rid of half of the things that are making you so unhappy yeah and often you know it, the only thing keeping you stuck and in that unhappy situation like job or you know relationship or friendship or whatever it might be is the fact that you're telling yourself there's no other way you're telling yourself I can't I don't know how to get out of it stop stop limiting yourself by what you're saying and just start you know working towards at least in some way shape or form getting out of it um and being you know making yourself happier in that way so awesome um last thing I want to ask is what is your holy grail habit or ritual or something um health related happiness related that you could not live without it's definitely going to the beach and going for mm. a swim. Like it's not not so much like nutrition or health, but it's something mindset for me. Yeah. Um, and if it had to be something health and nutrition related, it would be going for a morning walk, like getting mm-hmm. outside in the fresh air yeah. and having a nutritious breakfast. Like mm-hmm. I think one thing for me is even if I'll have like a big, big greasy burger for dinner or ice cream for dessert, I always start my day with something nutritious. Yeah. Breakfast <laughs> is not something for me that I normally would go way out and have like a big stack of pancakes or whatever. Like it's always super nutritious for me at the start Mm. of the day. Um, So starting my day off like that. Yes. I'm the exact same actually. Breakfast is the one like you start (laughs) your day in the best way possible. I love that. Awesome. Thank you so much for everything. um, All that we've talked about. It's been amazing. I, the way I like to finish my um, interviews is like, what do you feel called to finish it with if there's anything like if you think back to the person that you were and you know where girls listening are at right now what's just one thing that you feel called to say to them to finish off I would just say that your happiest healthy is nothing to do with the way that you look it will always be the way that you feel so if you don't feel happy um, in the state that you're in right now there's tools out there you can do anything you can literally do anything to make yourself feel better and get out of that place and it is possible to be happy no matter what it is that you have in life or do in life it's possible to find happiness yeah thank you amazing um and where can girls find you follow you um you know stay up to date with all that you put out into the world yeah you can find me on instagram at the dot happiest healthy project awesome is there anything that you because i know you said that you're not coaching but i also know that you put stuff out there into the world like you have an ebook that sort of thing is there anything right now that you think girls might love if they want to go and check out and see if they're interested in? 
Yeah, so I do have two ebooks. One is just an ebook full of recipes to help you find your happiest, healthy, and realize that you don't have to restrict to when you're eating nutritious foods. And the other one is actually a summer ebook, simply six for summer. So all the recipes in there only have six ingredients. They're all super quick, super easy, and just fun. <laughs> a fun way to get through summer. Awesome. And obviously, I'm sure you know they can they can have a year out, but um, amazing. Definitely yeah, go. Of yeah. <laughs> Go um, check that out. Give her a follow. She's awesome. Always puts amazing content out there. And yeah, that's everything for the episode. Thank you so much again, Haley. Thank you for having me. How good was that episode, hey? I loved it personally. I enjoyed listening back to it. I hope you did as well. If you did, then please feel free to take a screenshot, pop it on your Instagram story, tag both Haley and I, and let us know what you loved about it, what you you know got out of 